sometimes it's not knowing more. It's just mm -hmm. being reminded of what you already know. And there is so much to know in the FCRA that sometimes you just need to be reminded of what you already know. That's why I stay fresh. I read and I read and I read the same thing over and over again because I just need to be reminded of how to use a tool. Are you ready to revolutionize your credit repair business? Welcome to Credit Repair Junkies, the ultimate podcast for credit repair entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Bruce Palatano, seven-figure serial entrepreneur and author. Each week, we'll dive deep into battle-tested strategies, uncover the latest industry breakthroughs, and reveal insider tips that will put your business light years ahead of the competition. If you're ready to grow your credit repair business, head to creditrepairjunkies.com forward slash go to watch my free training. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Credit Junkies podcast. Today, my guest is Denzel Jones with Jones Luxury Finance. Uh, Denzel, welcome. Hey, thanks, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, for sure. I'm excited to, to have this conversation with you. I want to get to know a little bit about your story um, mm -hmm. in the credit repair space and the credit repair industry. So how long, how long have you been in the credit repair space? Well, I started learning everything about last May. What were you doing before? Before credit repair, I had a few jobs, like uh, had a security job. That was okay. I didn't really, I don't really like working for people. Like I have entrepreneur friends. Yeah. And they really influenced me just to start something on my own. One thing I was doing was learning about credit. So I start, I was like, can I make this into a business? Yeah. And then I started doing research pretty much every single day. So you had the, the good old J-O-B. You knew exactly. that it wasn't for you. You're... Tied in the nine to five. Nine to five. Dead end jobs. Three hundred a week. Three hundred dollars a week. Yeah. And you knew that there was you could do better for yourself. For sure. What led you to want to start a credit repair business? Was it that entrepreneurial always, spirit? Like why did yeah, you entrepreneur start? spirit? I always thought it was a good idea as well. Everyone has a credit score. Mm -hmm. And at the time my credit score was bad, so I didn't. I knew that. And another thing was like when I was looking at businesses to start, it always tied back to having good credit. Mm -hmm. Everything tied back to having good credit. I remember getting denied for apartments and everything. So I was like, what is in this? And then I just started researching pretty much everything, investing in myself. It just landed on credit, landed on a credit repair business. Why a credit repair business? I mean, there's millions of different, you could have started, you know, whatever. Uh, I feel like company, a pool cleaning. I don't know. You know, you could shovel snow from somebody's day. You know, I don't know where you live, but there are a million other things that you could do. Why did you land? Why a credit repair business specifically? Specifically because I knew I was like a computer type of guy. I was more like a, like a numbers guy. I was, I'm like good with finances, even though I wasn't making that much money, I was still good with finances. Uh, it just weird landed. I knew I wasn't a, hammer on nail type of guy. And I was watching when I was looking up like credit repair and credit restoration and learning everything. I was like, a lot of people I know could use this information a lot. Pretty much everyone I know could use this information because I know people like my friends, entrepreneur spirits, but they got bad credit scores. Like I know a lot of people with a bad credit score. So that's why you, you saw there was a, a huge need in the market for it. Yes, sir. I say this all the time. I say that the the credit repair industry is like toilet paper. It's never going out of business. Never. <laughs> right. People are always going to use the bathroom. People are always going to have to deal with their credit. Right. And life, we have highs, we have lows. Right. Normally when everything's going well, we're, we're flying high. Right. And then something happens to push you low. 
oftentimes your finances, they get affected by the lows, right? Sure. It's a, a hospitalization, a sickness, or whatever other situation can happen that's negative. Oftentimes it can impact your finances, which in turn, it's, it's your credit, right? So yep. you're very smart in making the decision where there's a high demand. It's a high demand in the high, high demand. Yeah. You can throw a rock and you can hit somebody with bad credit. Even just giving people the information, just, I remember giving somebody some information and they paid me for it just through Snapchat, told them a few things to do and they paid me for it. I was like, wow, there's some money into this yeah. and I can help people. I can help a lot of people because it is kind of complicated to understand, mm-hmm. especially if you like, you don't plan on reading about it. You know, I would try to give out free eBooks. People was telling me like, uh, I don't read. Literally. <laughs> Yeah. So how did you learn to start your credit for business? Two sides, right? There is the the business side, right? right. The whole structure of a business and systems and all that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a knowledge side. So how did you learn each one of those sides? How did you learn the business side of structuring a business, being compliant? Like, how did you learn that? And then also, how did you learn the knowledge side of credit repair? Honestly, I went straight to YouTube University. YouTube University, I learned pretty much how to structure a business. I knew I had to create the business. So I learned how to structure one. My father was good on um, telling us about branding yourself and logos and stuff. So I had a little bit of um, experience with that. So I was like, okay, let me create a logo. Let me get my EIN and all of that. Honestly, the software credit repair cloud, that taught me a lot. Like all you guys interviews, I watched them at least 10 times each. (laughs) At least for sure. Okay. So just, you went on your own, just started doing your own research. Every day. Did you take any, any classes, any trainings? Uh, yeah, I took a, I took the, uh, um, challenge with credit repair cloud. Then I took pretty much you guys. CRM was great for me, teaching me how to work the systems and stuff like that. Credit repair cloud group was insane. I literally read pretty much everything in there. What did you have to like dig hard to find like information that you wish you had readily accessible to make your journey a lot faster, a lot easier, right? Like what was it that you really had to move some mountains to find? Probably the best dispute method, probably hiring. hiring. So walk me through your journey. So it's it's May of last year, May of 2022. Is right. that when you quit your job too or no? No, I previously quit it. Okay, so you had already quit and you're ready to go ready. into your business. Something, okay. yeah. And how much money would you say you spent to get the business started? with everything that you needed? Everything I needed to get it started. I would say maybe around two to $3,000. Okay. Now let's break say. that down. Where, did, where was that money spent? Like software, maybe some classes, getting everything structured with IRS and everything like that. Uh, Secretary of State. Yeah, Secretary of State, all that. Um, probably that's about, that's about where everything went. Do you feel and then mailing things that you could have um, not spent on? Or there's some expenses that if you were to start your credit repair business over again from today, knowing what you know now, how much money do you think you would spend to start a credit repair business knowing what you know now? Well, knowing what I know now, uh, I would definitely save a few, few probably like a thousand dollars. That was about things that I really didn't need <laughs> that I <laughs> don't really use anymore. Marketing campaigns, email marketing campaigns from other people uh that i do not even look at anymore even some email marketing 
softwares that I don't even use anymore. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, you know what's funny about the credit repair space is that um, there's so much information out there. How do you weed through the good and the bad? How, how do you make them into two piles? Like, this is a load of horse crap. This is good. <laughs> when you don't know what you don't know, right? So you went to YouTube University, man, everything yeah. that's on YouTube ain't right. So right. how do you, you know, maybe double check that the information you're learning is right or not? How did you weed through the lows of information out there and determine this is good information, this is bad information? Like, okay, for once, I went through the credit repair cloud millionaires list. I watched everyone's video so I could literally repeat them. Mm-hmm. Like I know the answers to the questions that that yeah. person is going to say. So when they say automations, I wrote down automations and I'm like, what is automations? Then I looked up what automations are. When I heard dispute method, I'm like dispute method. Then I wrote down dispute method mm-hmm. and then pretty much trial and error over the whole year. I would just worked it out. Even if it's, if I had to spend some money, I spend it and I just worked it out till I came down to what I needed to. Then I started some mentorships. I paid for some classes later on, like recently this year. And then that helped me get it down packed to a smaller list of things and just pretty much creating my own and the credit repair cloud group that I'm in and all the groups that I'm in. I know it's a lot of bad information out there for sure, but I, I don't know. I kind of got seasoned in it so I can tell where the good information and the bad information. Yeah. With experience, right? Yeah. Now, what if you had uh, a mentor, right? Say I, I grabbed you from day zero, right? Yeah. I said, Denzel, hold mm-hmm. my hand. For sure. Okay. Let's let me let me walk you through this entire process. Let mm-hmm. me help you incorporate your business with the Secretary of State. Get the bonding, the licensing, get your marketing material ready, get your dispute uh, knowledge on check, teach you how to market. Like if 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 you had that, right? What would that? How would that have changed things for you? That would have got me right. Um, instead of the year, it took me because like I started in May, mm-hmm. just helping people out, but I didn't really start officially come to the public till about December. Okay. So I would have definitely came to the public very sooner. Yeah. You know, sure. help you mentor a site together, get all your CRMs out. We you don't know, put it all together for you. Your yeah. nurturing sequences, set up your merchant account, collect mm-hmm. things. Like if we literally um, held your held, held, held your hand through that whole process, it would have, you think it would have helped you? For sure. So would okay. you say that that's something that maybe might be missing in the market that you can't get somewhere else right now? Like there's no one doing that? For sure. You need it. I feel like a mentor is very much needed. Very much. Very much. Yeah. I'm I'm in the final stages of, of launching launching a program like that. Well, oh. I would take someone from nine to five, mm-hmm. grab you, and I'm not going to let you go until you're on your own. Right. And uh-huh. every every step of the process, because, again, I, I love the industry that we're in. Right. And there's too. a reason why people want to gravitate towards it. How are you doing now in business? Like where where are you in business? What's next for you? I'm doing pretty good now. I'm on my way to scaling. I'm on my way to scaling. Um, I got so I'm paying. I'm doing paid ads now. How many clients are you working with? Uh, close to a hundred. Nice. That's awesome. Close to a hundred. Um, I'm just learning sales pitches. I'm learning everything. I'm learning just how to structure the best deal. Uh, how to give offers. Every day, I'm just constantly learning. What do you wish you knew when you got started that you know now? Probably how to structure the best deal, how to structure the best deal of sales and marketing, sales and marketing, how, what to say, how to say it. I would say just straight sales and marketing. Sales and marketing. Getting for sure. Open the door. 
Any regrets? No. Things you did that you wish you hadn't done or no. No. I don't I don't I don't think so. You failed forward every single time. <laughs> fell forward. That's I feel like that's the only way. Yeah. That's literally the only way because you're gonna have to make mistakes to know what to do right the next time. That's true. So you mentioned a little bit about paid marketing. What what campaigns are you running? Tell me a little bit about that strategy. Uh right now we're just running a flyer campaign on Facebook and Instagram. Flyer campaign, okay. And what's uh sending them where? Where are you sending the leads? They're going to my Facebook, uh Facebook messages and my Instagram messages, and from there I send them over to my CRM. Uh, okay. So um it's like a DM campaign. You're generating uh DMs and then you start a conversation and then bring it over to the phone and you close them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. I'm still learning. Yeah. Uh still learning sales and marketing for sure. Um, sales part, saying the right thing. Um, actually, it's another thing where you can't really take the, you have to, what's the word I'm looking for? Qualify your clients. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you can get a. Not everybody is your client, right? Exactly. Not all money is good money. For sure. That's cool, man. What advice would you have for, for someone who might be looking to get into the industry or thinking about starting a credit repair business? Like what, what advice would you have for someone that's in that stage? I would say keep going. Um, you're going to put some money into it. Um, don't expect to get rich overnight. Mm-hmm. And continue to learn because there's a lot of information. A lot of information. Read books. Self-educate. Self-educate. I was so serious that I, I literally just stopped going out, like start, stop partying, all of that. I was serious. Self-education is important because, you know, when you when you try to get information from from the Internet, it ain't always trustworthy. Right. Yeah. But if you're self-educating directly with the source of mm-hmm. that information, then I think that 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 helps a lot. Right. What would you say? For sure. Helps a lot. I read books. Mm-hmm. All of that. All of that. And I, I would say pay attention to the people. Don't just pay attention to anybody. Pay attention to Somebody that got the lifestyle that you want or somebody you trust. You can feel it in your gut. That sixth sense that you got to have as an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. You mentioned a little bit earlier about, you know, trying to figure out dispute strategies and all that. What did you land on? Dispute strategies such as like um, incorporating the CFPB, uh, BBB, Attorney General. Yeah. Um, really consumer law learning laws, factual disputes. Yeah. All of that, mixing it together, making it your own. Yeah. Getting the credit bears to open the letters. You know what I mean? You trying to it. communicate with E-Oscar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, try to get it through the actual process, right? Yes. Gotcha. What questions would you have for me? What would you like to ask me? Uh, how was your beginning? My beginning was not as smooth as I hope. <laughs> I literally, back 11 years ago when I got into this, there wasn't what we have today, right? right. Like, um, So it was really the self-education. And that's why I'm so um, passionate about it. Because when you self-educate, you don't have to worry about, is this accurate information or inaccurate information from the internet, right? Right, right. Um, So for me, it was really, man, I read a lot. I did a lot of research. I read a lot. I'm going to need some of those books. You know, and it's really the laws, man. I mean, it's the tool, the tool, right? Like if I, if I got a hammer and nail on the wall, then I'm going to use one of these. For sure. Right? Like yeah. you got to know the tools. So credit repair is possible because the laws yeah. are the tools. The consumer protection laws are the hammers. Right? Yes. But yeah. okay, I have the law. I got the yeah. hammer. Yep. But what happens if I try to nail like this? 
Man, the right way. <laughs> it, 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 it's going to work when it's not work. effective. Exactly. Because at least I got the right tool, right? Yeah, so you got the right tool. having the law ain't enough. You got to learn to the use law. a tool. The right way. Right? Properly. And that's how I started. Yeah. I learned to this day, and I think I might mention this like in every episode, mm-hmm. I read the FCRA and the FDCPA at least once a month. Yeah. Okay. Right? At least once a month. And they don't change. They, they've been the same law for years. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like me getting the user manual for how to use a hammer and reading it at least once every single month. Like I already know how to use it, but man, every time mm-hmm. I read it, you got it right there. It's a refresher. Sometimes it's not knowing more. It's just mm-hmm. being reminded of what you already know. What you know. And there is so much to know in the FCRA that sometimes you just need to be reminded of what you already know, not learn more new stuff. And now you're not, you know, a jack of all trades, master of none. No, yes. Master of none. That's why I stay fresh. I read and I read and I read the same thing over and over again because I just need to be reminded of how to use a tool. So that, that was my beginning. And my beginning was really just reading and learning how to use a tool because the rest just came with it. Right. I had owned businesses in the past, so I knew how to incorporate a business. I knew about a bank right. account at EIN and all that. But right. then by reading, I understood, man, I need to be licensed. I need to get a bond. I right. need to not be able to charge up front because there's a law that tells me I can't do that. And right. So it was just really right. I learned directly from the source. And it breaks my heart to see nowadays people teaching things the wrong way. And that's the whole reason behind this junkies podcast is because I want people to have a credible place to go and get the right information and not, I don't want people to get uh, sold a dream. All I need is a phone and a laptop and you can make a million dollars. I'm sick and tired of of people coming into the industry under that, that impression. No, it's going to take work. Time too. It's going to take time and it's going to take learning. And I want people to be able to come to the credit junkies podcast. And with these interviews that I have with people kind of realize, look, I did things the wrong way. I fell forward. I failed forward. Here's what I know now. You don't have to fail forward. You just can you can just go and not fail with this information. For right. Sure. So sure. that's why I'm so passionate about this, about this project, because I want to create a platform where people can really come and just get the information they need correctly the first time. And I have right. to second guess, should I do this? Should I not do that? From credible people who are running a successful credit repair business themselves. So that's why I did what I did is I reached out to my entire client base and I'm like, look, let's have a conversation because I want people to know what you didn't know when you first got started so that they can get a head start into the industry because we need good players in the game. Right. And there are bad players out there doing things the wrong way. For sure. Right. And we pay the price for that, don't we? Yes. Yes. How many clients are like, how do I know this ain't a scam? A lot of clients. Maybe they've even worked with you before. It's because they've worked with a scam before and now they're hesitant yes. to work with you because there's so many bad players. What we need is we need more good players good than players. Bad players. But we can mm-hmm. change that that view of our industry, right? Mm-hmm. I even tell them like, "Hey, if you don't believe, I don't want to take your money." You know? Yep, for sure. Like, if you're down on your last few dollars, I don't want to take it. Yeah, well, we don't work with people. If they're behind on their bills right now. How mm-hmm. how are you going to pay me and get caught up with your bills? Like, we're impossible. Impossible. You know, that's good, man. Good stuff. Any other questions for me? So, how long did it take you to where you was like, okay, I'm com- I'm comfortable. I got the sales down packed. I know how to speak on the phone. To this day, man. To this day, um, I'm a student of of the game. Yeah. Like I never, when I catch myself going into the mindset of, man, now I know it all. Yeah. And I caution myself. That's a big red flag. Because you will never know everything there is to know about anything. Anything. Okay. So, man, I've been doing this for 11 years. I can learn from you. We've only been doing this for not even a year yet. Right. Because I'm open to it. 
I have that willingness to learn because your path was different from mine. I could, I could take nuggets from your path mm-hmm. and I didn't encounter my path that can make me even better today. Right. So it's not how long did it take for me to be like, man, I got this. No, like I still ain't got this. I'm mm-hmm. still learning every day. I learn something new, you know, but to the point where I was like, I think I know what I'm doing. Right. It was a good, because I didn't have help because I didn't have coaching because I didn't have mentorship. It was a good six months before I was like, oh, okay, that's how this works. Okay, now we're, it's like learning how to drive stick ship. Yeah. Right? At first, it, and you stall. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's second nature, right? You're, you're eating McDonald's, driving mm-hmm. with your knees and shifting gears at the same time because it becomes second nature, second you know? Nature. So it took me a good six months to really be like, oh, okay, now we're, yeah. we're smooth sailing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but to this day, like, it's just about then it's how do you improve and how do you improve and how do you improve and how do you improve? Yeah. But right. this six months now, if I had coaching mentorship, the correct information from the very beginning, mm-hmm. bro, 30 days. What was some of the bad information that you were getting? A lot of the bad information, um, that I got is the same bad information that's out there today. It, it's crazy how timeless it is, right? Yeah. How to charge your customers. You better get your money up front because they ain't going to pay you. These people got bad credit for reasons because they don't pay their bills. So you better get yours while you can. Well, that's bad information because that's breaking the law. Right. Right. It's illegal to charge up front fees and credit repair. I don't care if your state allows you to do so. Federal law does not. The Credit Repair Organizations Act is a federal law that trumps any state law. So although your state may say it's okay for you to charge up front, federal law says it's not. Right. Um, right. So that was bad information. Also, like, disputing stuff and bad information like, oh, if they don't reply in 30 days, it has to come off your credit report. I'm like, man, why is it happening to me? Because <laughs> although that is right. how it technically should be, that's not how it works. Not right? at all. You got to drive 45 miles an hour on a speed limit that is marked 45. Mm-hmm. Do you always drive 45? Mm-hmm. No. 46? 85 if you're like me, right? For sure. <laughs> credit For bills, sure. they know different. Just because the law says they have to remove it within 30 days if they don't respond. Mm-hmm. Do they actually do that? No. Most no. of the time, no. They don't. 99.9% of the times, they don't. They don't. Right? So that was wrong information because I got into the issue. Oh, okay. So I send this letter. They have to respond. If they don't respond, it has to come off. I didn't get a response. I checked the credit report. It's still on there. No, so, I'm stressed out. Now I'm stressed out. What do I do then? <laughs> right? So bad information. So it's the same things that were 10 years ago, 11 years ago. It's still the same kind of stuff now. How did you feel when you got your plat? It was a reminder. Right. The plaque for me is just a reminder of what I was able to do. Right. It doesn't come with anything other because man, I've been I've been doing this for such a long time. Like I don't need a plaque to tell me that I've made a million dollars in my credit repair business. Right. I can just log into my merchant account and I can and I can see that. Right. But the plaque being there, it it, it serves me as a motivator because mm-hmm. I don't that now I want to take it to 10 million. Yes. Right. So that's for me, it's just about motivation. It's not like a mama, I made it moment for me. It's not that because I don't need anyone else's uh, opinions to validate me. Right. So what matters about me is what I think about myself, not what others people, other people think about me. So for me, that's for me. That's for me to, to know, like, man, I was able to accomplish that. So I can accomplish so much more. So there was a feeling of like, it's a, it's a motivator. It's there to, to motivate me every single day. Yeah. Sure. I made a million dollars in a year. Now I want to make it in a, mm. in a month. Right. Like that's the goal. So it, it's a motivator factor. You know, what was your best way of gathering traffic? Like gathering, gathering traffic for me in my business 
was the relationship that I built with my affiliates. Affiliate marketing. It was, it's not overnight. It's a lengthy process, but like anything in life, it tastes better, right? Like if you let it cook a little bit longer, it's going to taste better, right? So it may take a little bit longer to build traction and relationship with these affiliates, but those are the best leads we ever got. The best, like they're pre- they come to us pretty much pre-sold, right? So I work smart, not hard. Right. You know. So you were going to the dealerships, you were going to the real estate. The, the mortgage professionals. That was my strategy. Always, always, always the mortgage professionals because they have highly motivated people in their fingertips. All I had to do is build a relationship with them so they feel comfortable enough to work with me in a partnership to help that end client. They grow my business, I grow theirs. And the client is all that more happy for it because they're able to achieve their dreams, their goals, and then they refer their family. And so that's why I took that route. I never took the online advertisement route, mm-hmm. um, even though it could catch fire much faster. The quality of the lead, the quality of the client doesn't compare to that that word of mouth from the partners. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to take that one for sure. It, it requires work. You got to go out there. You got to wine and dine these people. You got to do the classes. You got to, right? But in the long haul, you build enough uh, relationships to where those relationships are what's feeding your business. And all you have to do is manage the relationship. Much easier than spending dollars on buying ads on Facebook and Instagram and Right, Jeep sure. and you know, I'd much rather be out to lunch talking to a to a loan officer than recording a YouTube video at home. You know what I'm saying? Like because that to too. me, it's it's about the relationship with the people, right? Because that one loan officer, man, he's gonna if I wind that him and, and we build a relationship and he has clients every week, then I have clients every week. Got you. That was a strategy. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, thank you. I want to take, you know, thank you again for taking the time to sit down with me and have, have this conversation. I'm sure that uh, a lot of people appreciate your your honesty and your and your advice, right? To just keep going. Like you said, um, sure. if anybody's on the fence about doing this or not, like do it and just don't look back, right? Keep going. Don't look back. Do not give up. Literally, Is it worth it. it. Very worth it. Very worth it. Are you going to go back to J-O-B again? No, not at all. I found a sense of purpose. Yeah. A sense of purpose. And the skill sets you learn, you will never forget. Good stuff. Good stuff. Denzel, thank you, brother. I appreciate your time. Um, one last question for you. What is your short-term goal for your business? Short-term. I'm trying to scale. I'm trying to scale to at least 15, 20 a month, get some more clients, get some more affiliates. Like you said, for sure. I want to I wanna go out and network more. That's what I want to do. I want to learn something. Even networking is an art, you know? Yep. So here's what I want to do. After you've gotten uh, some time to do that, some experience under your belt and networking, then we're going right. to jump on again on another episode. Where we're going to talk about what networking and, and credit repair is like, and we'll get it directly from you. Sounds right, good? That'd be, that'd be perfect. All right, brother. Thank you very much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, man. Thanks, Bruce, man. Take care, brother.